if this coalition by way of its community can foster healthy, thriving, resilient trail stewardship organizations, what we're able to do as a coalition will be exponentially greater. And so it's a, it really is a foundational piece of our work and something I'm you know very passionate about and something that um, we're going to certainly commit a bunch of time and, and resources to, to help uh, cultivate that, that culture of that. Welcome to Trail Effect. I am your host, Josh Blum. Trail Effect is a show that dives into the stories behind trails, the communities that embrace trails, and the people who rely on trails as a way of life. The goal of this show is to turn the stories you will hear from our guests into useful knowledge that can be applied to your community while providing some entertaining and inspirational content. Guests on Trail Effect include trail builders, board members, community leaders, volunteers, and regular people who really enjoy trails. If you are new to the Trail Effect podcast, check out our ever-expanding library of episodes. Episode 104 features Michael Anzalone, the executive director of the California Mountain Biking Coalition. The California Mountain Biking Coalition is possibly the newest statewide mountain bike-specific organization in the United States. During this conversation, Michael drops a lot of knowledge on how the California Mountain Biking Coalition came to be and their role within the state of California. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the listeners and guests who have taken the time to share the Trail Effect episodes on their social media accounts such as Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn along with taking Trail Effect in their posts. This has helped a lot more listeners find the Trail Effect podcast. Please keep up all the sharing, commenting, and tagging of Trail Effect. I'd also like to thank all the listeners who have signed up to be supporters of Trail Effect through Patreon. These actions mean a lot to me. This podcast is an Evolution Trail Services production. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. Now on to the Trail Effect with Michael Anzalone of the California Mountain Biking Coalition. Here we are today on Trail Effect. I have Michael Anzalone. He is the ex- executive director for the California Mountain Biking Coalition. How's it going today, Michael? I'm great, Josh. Good to see you, and thanks for having us on. This is an important one because you guys, as far as I can tell, you're probably the newest statewide mountain bike specific coalition that I'm aware of, at least. And if somebody is newer than me, please, or newer than the California Mountain Biking Coalition, please correct me because I'd like to meet them as well. But I think. The work that you guys do is so vitally important in terms of an advocacy role, especially in a state like California, and we're going to get into all that. But first, let's kind of get into your backstory and set the foundation as to how you traveled towards this path of being the executive director of the California Mountain Biking Coalition. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Happy to share. And uh, again, really appreciate being here. I'd say my uh, entry into uh, cycling and, uh, you know, and trail specifically advocacy here in California, it's a uh, Maybe a unique path. I've uh, I've been working with California Mountain Biking Coalition since July of 2020, and prior to that, I actually have been doing uh, also doing coalition work, but uh, but more in the for profit realm. I was working with an organization that uh, was focused on the natural products industry and working with the CEOs and founders of a bunch of uh, mission driven food and beverage brands that had shared uh, interests, some shared purpose and wanted to get together and work on some of those challenges and those opportunities together. I've been myself personally, though, and an avid cyclist and skier and, and backpacker and just lover of the outdoors. It's a, it's a place where I go to 
to exercise. It's a place where I go to recharge, um, to experience the thrill of all of those activities. And so for me, like finding an organization like the California Mountain Biking Coalition, that was very much in, in my, you know, in my, my lane of, of sort of purpose and enjoyment and being able to apply some of the skills and some of the experience that I've had in the, in the sort of corporate coalition realm to this space was just a, uh, I think a great opportunity. It's really, really, it really, you know, the stars aligned for me on that. And I think what I've carried over from that work and that experience is the importance and the significance of leadership development, of organizational development, and um, in particular, the context for the, the CAMTB. And we have this collection of 30 trail stewardship organizations and we're engaging deeply with the leaders of those organizations to try and help their, you know, help their organizations evolve, to build capacity, to build capabilities. And that happens at an organizational level and a leadership level. So we've been able to, just by way of that background, trying to incorporate those elements into this work, into outdoor cycling advocacy in California, really to, to bolster our efforts uh, as a coalition. So yeah, and, and I'd say yeah, I've been here in terms of how I found my way. I also found my way here. I'm originally from from Georgia. I grew up um, in the Atlanta area and went to school there. After that, I ended up going moving out to Colorado and, and was living in the Southwest Colorado in the San Juans there. I'd say that's really where like my passion for mountain biking uh, emerged, and uh, was actually I think one of my a buddy a buddy of mine that he actually had a a mountain bike he upgraded and he I, i'm sure there are others out there you know listening that have had this similar experience but he was just like listen i'll give you the bike but you gotta ride like whenever i call you up you gotta go for a ride and so i took the challenge and and so i spent you know a good portion of the latter half of from like 2000 to 2008 exploring the san juan's on on, on my mountain bike and, and just absolutely falling in love with it after colorado i moved to the the bay area and I've uh, been living in the Oakland area now for about the past uh, 12 years. And uh, again, got involved with the corporate coalition work. And then in 2020 found CMTB, or maybe they found me. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a really cool, uh, a friend of mine actually saw the post and sent it to me. And at first glance, I was like, wait, I, I, you know, can I, is it, is that a real job? Like, is that a, is that, is that a real thing to be able to, to you know be you know professionally and gainfully employed as a as someone who's advocating for mountain biking and and you know lo and behold it was so it's been a, a great journey I, I can't speak highly enough about our board of directors about the trail partner community that we have been growing here and yeah i'm excited to talk more about some of that work let's get into what the the california mountain biking coalition is for those that might not be aware i'm sure everybody a lot of people that listen to this show are probably pretty familiar with the California Mountain Biking Coalition and what, what a coalition like that might entail. But let's get into your take on what it is and, and kind of set the foundation for that and working with your partners. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I'd say uh, there are, uh, you know, I think a state coalition uh, mountain biking organization is not a new concept. Um, there's some great examples that are out there. I've actually, one of the first things I did when I stepped into this role was reach out to all of those organizations or the ones that I knew of and engage the executive directors just to say, you know, how are you, how are you uh, taking this on in your respective state? So there's Evergreen up in Washington. There's our Oregon Mountain Biking Association, uh, Bicycle Colorado, 
um, some great organizations on the East Coast, Sorba, uh, Vimba, Vermont Mountain Biking Association, New England. Um, so, the, you know, concept isn't new. Um, I think what I have learned just through in, in my conversations with the with those the leaders of those organizations is we seem to be really was formed to be a, a force in Sacramento, right? To to play a, a political play a part in the political landscape of and to be a voice for outdoor recreation and to be a unifying platform for trail riders in California. Um, and in particular, like really there to serve the trail partner community. When I say trail partner, our the California Mountain Biking Coalition now is comprised of 30 uh, trail stewardship organizations that are primarily 501c3s, so nonprofit charitable organizations that are building and maintaining trails in California. And so we've got this now, this uh, this amazing network of an audience of mountain bikers and gravel riders in California. We have 30 organizations combined that represents about 200,000, uh, 200,000 person audience uh, in California. And that's something we've been able just over the course of three years, been able to, to help build up. And I think that's a, it's a, a something that we use as a, as a means of, you know, you gaining access to certain conversations, to certain agencies. 200,000 people is not an insignificant number. And while that won't, that certainly doesn't carry us fully, like we have to execute on what we say that we're going to do, but it is a great place to start a conversation with a, with an elected official, with a, with a, you know, the head of a particular land manager agency in California. And so our work is really focused on three key areas. Um, we do, again, you know, a, we have a, a primary focus on tracking and influencing legislation and tracking and influencing elections. Um, we're, we were formed with intention as a 501c4. So it allows us to actually take some more direct uh, political action uh, versus when compared to, say, some of our trail partners that are 501c3s. So when it comes election time, we can advocate for certain candidates. We can push for particular legislation and and campaign for that. And so that's important distinction, like and something that complements some of the work of our C3s. Um, C3s actually can't name a particular candidate. They can, you know, as a citizen, you know, they can let their community know that there's an important election happening, but they can't say, and also this person is in favor of outdoor or cycling and and mountain biking, and you should vote for them. And that's something that CMTB can distinctly do. So, our, you know, this that piece, the election piece, we actually, this is the first year that we put out our, uh, our uh, an election guide that really, we had a questionnaire that we sent out to candidates. We actually sought out and uh, we're looking for candidates that were pro-recreation. And we made a list of, in, uh, of endorsements and created this voter guide as a first step in subsequent years, you know, we, we intend that to be a resource for the larger mountain biking community in California and a guide as a guide for say, you know, for us to say like, here are the people that are prioritizing bike friendly trails in California. And these are the folks that we think, you know, based on that, you should be supporting. So big part of that work. The legislative piece is also something I think that's uh, really interesting. It's been, you know, a, a space for us to, as a coalition to come together around last year or this year, really 2022, we really kickstarted that um, engine, that part of our, our work. You know, every year, the legis 
you know, every legislative session, there's like 2000 or so bills that, uh, that are proposed and need to be reviewed and considered, uh, for the, you know, the ones that are, you know, pertain to cycling and trails and to public lands. And so we provide with input and guidance from that, that 30 uh, trail partner community, we provide some, we, we can help uh, do the screening and, uh, and find the legislation that is pertinent to trail riding community, review it, form uh, some uh, position statements on it, and then go to work advocating for or against them, depending on um, you know, the guidance that we get from our, our trail partner community. So that's something we're also going to be continuing as we move forward as well. And you know, I really encourage anyone that is passionate about cycling, that's passionate about trails and, and, and access for, for bikes. You know, the, it's, it can be overwhelming and daunting, I think, at times to, to when you start unpacking some of that, the work that's being done in the, in, in the state and, and, and at the state and federal levels. But find, I would just encourage everybody to find, you know, find that passion and use that as an entry, entryway into, you know, being a part of that political process and lending your voice to some of those, uh, those efforts. The other area that we have been uh, working uh, on in, in this past year is land manager engagement. And this is also something I think that where a state level organization like California Mountain Biking Coalition really complements the work that's going on um, on the local level, say with our trail partners. We have, uh, you know, part of CMTB's role is to engage some of these larger agencies, and in particular, like the leadership of those agencies, like California State Parks or the U.S. Forest Service. And what we're able to do is build inroads and relationships and um, with those larger agencies and, the, again, the, the leadership of those agencies and use that to kind of work, be working from opposite ends of the spectrum towards a similar cause. So we have our, our local organizations that have great relationships, say, with a district or a park unit um, staff. And then we complement that with CMTB's uh, relationships that it has with, say, the planning department, the state level planning department, or the you know, region, say, a region five leadership of the U.S. Forest Service. And those two things really go hand in hand, and we we see it as a great opportunity for for us again to be you know working towards this this shared effort. Like we find the things that are important commonly to across these organizations. We find the, some of the opportunities, some of the challenges that those organizations are facing together, and uh, and we look at ways to address them. Uh, for, you know, use the coalitions uh, itself to help begin addressing some of that. Got a couple directions I want to go with that. Let's go back to the elected official part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's kind of unpack how the CAMTB has been just received in terms of, you know, a good organization, like what kind of comments or if you've had any conversations with any, you don't have to name any officials, but how those conversations sure, sure. have gone. Yeah, I know. I'd say it's a it's a mixed bag. One of the things that we've been looking for, and it was it was illuminating as part of that questionnaire, was like identifying the people that elected officials say. And a lot, as a state organization, I'll say most of our focus this first year has been on the state, like the state assembly and state senate. Um, that's really I feel like our, our kind of wheelhouse and an area that we want to get really good at and navigating and building relationships there. So you know, in this first year, with some of the you know, a lot of our organizations have existing relationships with their district representatives. 
And so we just kind of set out to say like, all right, who amongst all of those representatives even identify as mountain bikers, right? That are known riders and such. And quite frankly, there's not that many of them, at least that we found. So in coming to the table in these conversations, you know, we are a new organization. Our, the organizations that make up CMTB aren't necessarily so, but CMTB itself is like, it's a, it's a three-year-old organization, but not a, a long, it doesn't have a long track record of, uh, of operating here in the state. So a lot of our initial conversations with folks are just explaining what, who we are and what it is that we do. There weren't, you know, I'd say not a ton of asks in those early conversations because we're, we're just trying to establish rapport, establish a relationship with these, uh, these, uh, these elected officials. I think really where, again, when we, after say the first, we, we, we back up and say we started with five founding organizations that launched CMTB. And over the last two years, I mentioned we, we've grown that to 30. So we've really, I think, now that we have that critical mass for say trail partners in the in the state of California, that is really the thing I think that's making people more receptive to these conversations and willing to to talk with us. I think what we have been able to do as part of these conversations is is express the 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 importance of cycling and of outdoor recreation at large to citizens here in California. And to make sure that that's a, a topic of conversation with elected with the elected officials, and uh, I'd say generally that's been well received. I, I think where they are looking for, or at least in, in some of our conversations, is where they're looking for guidance is, is like, what do you need? All right? What do we need to further this? And you know, I think in terms of uh, a big part of that is about uh, in our work going forward, particularly in the legislative spaces, like you know, how how do we unlock or find or activate funding specifically for trails, for bike-friendly trails, and how do we help bring some of that to life? So, but in general, like I'd, I'd say the the reception uh, from elected officials, both in the state and the assembly side has been, has been warm. We haven't really met any sort of, <laughs> I haven't met anybody that's like down with recreation. Um, I think we just need to do a better job of sort of making, making it a, a, a central point of the conversation. And now, again, with that, uh, the represent- representation that we have across the state, we can pr- paint a more, uh, more complete picture of what that looks like. And that's something I think that, that comes to play, in particular in our conversations when we're dealing with, uh, say, committees within the Senate and with the Assembly. You know, once we move beyond the district representation, there are committees that are, uh, have a big influence over whether a piece of legislation moves forward. Both are, you know, both of those houses have the appropriations committee. Both of them, for most of our legislation, have a, you know, a, a water and natural resource committee. And so it's important for us to be building inroads there with them and, and speaking to the significance of outdoor recreation, significance of trails, significance of, of mountain biking as a whole, and, and, um, and the contributions that this community is making to those, you know, those uh, public resources. So for the other side of this, we'll go to the uh, not elected officials, but we'll say hired officials. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And those agencies, like how has the reception been on that end from from the public agencies and the land managers? Because it is a new organization, but it's not a new concept. That's right. Yeah, it's been, you know, I'd say it's an interesting, It's it's been, mix is not the right word. Like in some instances, it's been, and I don't want to kind of get into the the game of like naming agencies, but you know we've had conversations where 
it's taken a longer time to to get to constructive conversation, right? There's a there's been some leeriness around, you know, this we call us like what it is. We're a special interest group. The, the, the having California Mountain Biking Coalition in our name, it's with intention and it's it's intended, you know, to communicate what we are are here to do and address. At the same time, you know, I think we've there are things that this community are doing for the larger uh, recreation community, like contributions that it's making to trail networks and trail systems, being a real sort of contributor to those. So I think you know our, it's been important for us to to also communicate that in addition to you know the 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 main reason why we're here is to talk about mountain biking and and bike friendly trails. We also want to talk about the the impacts on natural resources and how modern trail design can influence and can impact those in a in a good way, not just sustain a trail system, but actually restore ecosystems by way of thoughtful design and, and thoughtful management of, of the trails themselves. So I'd say in terms of the, the agencies themselves, you know, the, the feedback that we've gotten in the course of the three years is, you know, is good. It's like, wow, you, you all are, are, have really come a long way in terms of organizing yourselves. And, you know, that, that's not lost on me. Certainly, I think so. I, I, what I'm hearing from you know the the folks that we're talking with in, within particular agencies is it's becoming known as a as a coalition of uh, of riders and I don't want to call it a force to be reckoned with, but but certainly here and not going anywhere. Like you know, we are, we are here to do some work, and we are you know we will have asks of the of the particular agencies that we're working with. We want to improve and enhance. The the, um, the experience for trail users. We want to improve and enhance the way that trail partners, like our uh, member organizations, can work with agencies, and that's going to require some change. And and so we're not shying away from those asks. At the same time, certainly coming to the table with a very collaborative and a very uh, constructive approach that is saying we're going to ask hard questions. And we're going to, we want to be part of, of helping figure that out, figuring out some of those solutions and be, being given the opportunity, you know, given the, our, you know, the, the trust that we built with some of these agencies to be able to, to, to work on some of these issues with, with them, with the leadership teams, with their, their um, district and park unit staff. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it, but you know, it's all comes down to relationships. It all comes down to showing up, right, and t- making the time and and coming up. You know, showing up and representing, showing up to do the work, showing up to and being a you know a thoughtful contributor and listener in 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 those conversations. And my experience in in the you know three years that or so that I've been with this organization is. This community is very adept at that, right? If given the opportunity, and uh, and that, that's the message that I, in our introductions to new agencies, it's a, a message I'm helping to communicate to them, like a, a concept I'm helping to communicate to them, because you know, depending on who they are and their experience with with mountain biking, they might be leery uh, or might be speculative of what this, you know what our interests are and what we're willing to do and what we're here, really truly here for. So you know, again, I think it's really built on a foundation of, of uh, foundation of trust and, and committing 
in, in committing to putting time into building productive and trusting relationships. Yeah. And before we move on from what we were just talking about with the legislative side and then the partner side on hired officials or agencies, mm-hmm. I try to keep content evergreen, but at the same time, we just got through an election cycle here this fall. Yeah. How did all that, you know, in your opinion, how do you think that just on a broad spectrum, how do you think that played out? Was it, you know, pretty productive on your guys' end? Did you get to see some of the stuff that, you know, you worked for come to fruition? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, on a couple of things, there was the the legislative cycle, which we were, you know, closely tuned in to. We actually worked on a, a piece of legislation that, um, and advocated for a piece of legislation, AB 1789. Which, if you're you know living in in California, will direct have a direct impact on on trails, the trails that you use, the tra- the trails that you recreate on. That particular piece of legislation called for an update to a an existing statewide trails plan, and it's something that the California State Parks is responsible for for updating. It was first put forward in 2001. It was last updated in 2011, and you know a lot has a lot has changed in that in just in those ten years. And so we do think that yeah, it was time uh, overdue time for um, for that to be reexamined and to be updated. Um, it's an important plan because it's an interagency plan as a statewide plan, so it involves the big ones like you know state parks and the Forest Service, um, but also some of the regional agencies as well. So we're excited to see that pass. Governor Newsom actually signed and, and passed that back in September. We also saw as part of the, the uh, budget process, there was $35 million of funding for trails and, um, and infrastructure in California that was added into the budget. So great win for, for the recreation community, for trail users in California. We're going to see, you know, we'll have funding, uh, some additional funding. That wasn't included in the original budget to be put towards these these types of projects, you know. And um, I think elsewhere in the state, this one didn't really have as much of a tie into trails per se, which is largely our our focus. But AB nineteen oh nine, which was the bicycle omnibus, actually put in. Uh, it was also uh, passed by the governor and signed into law, and that actually uh, included a bunch of just safety and, and considerations for cyclists. Um, and that's important to us, like for people who are riding, say, from their home uh, across town to a trailhead, if they've got that uh, that luxury. But there's you know some protections for cyclists that were, were really important to inclusions in that piece of legislation. So, you know, those were a couple of the examples of the things that that were put forward. There was also another one which was interesting we really thought that it had a, a chance to go through. It was called AB 2975. It was actually a piece of legislation that focused on, was intended to help organizations, nonprofit organizations that bring groups of uh, youth into state parks. And it was um, intended to help them make it easier for them to uh, develop uh, agreements, like a, a standing agreement with, with a state park to bring youth in on a regular basis. And that stalled out in committee. And we're still, you know, uncovering and sort of digging in on on that. I think it's something that you'll you're likely to see in subsequent sessions, and it's something as an example of like what our coalition can do 
Now, that's an example of like a process, a process improvement within a particular agency that affects access to uh, two parks, two uh, trails all over the state, right? There are 280 park units, California state park units in the state of California. And this that particular piece of legislation would have made it easier for uh, organizations like uh, our 30 trail partners to bring groups into state parks. So we were disappointed that that didn't move through, you know, move uh, through the process. We want to commend, there was an organization called Outdoor Outreach based out of San Diego, really kind of alerted us to the, the bill and got us involved in some of that. So we hope to see something like that come back. And it's also something that we're considering in our, in subsequent uh, legislative sessions of like areas where we might be able to help make it easier again for our trail partners to to really be have these like productive and fruitful relationships with the with the agencies here in the state you know on the election front that like i mentioned before this is like the first year that we uh, we actually put together our first um endorsement guide like an election endorsement that uh, spoke to and identified some of those uh, recreation candidates that were in favor of outdoor recreation and we saw a we saw definitely saw a, a number of them get elected three at this the both on the senate and assembly side that were elected so great to see that great to see that as a as a movement and really i, I think one of the things that we're looking for looking to do as we move forward is identify candidates that are that are like really prioritizing uh, cycling and, and, and access to trails and the like and looking to get them placed into offices right and into seats and i think the same is true within the on the agency side of things as well like we want to see ride we want to see mountain bikers and and gravel riders taking leadership roles in in these in these areas and so it's going to take us some time to like find those candidates and and support their journey into getting and for for many taking that first step into like a public office or taking on a a role like that to to represent uh, the larger uh, riding community in California. Yeah. And moving on to your uh, partner organizations, you know, obviously it's a lot of them are trail specific organizations, but you also have the Northern California Cycling League and the Southern California Cycling League as part of NICA, which is pretty unique as well. And so it's awesome to see. And, and what kind of spurred my brain on that is when you're talking about that access to state parks, right? And that would have definitely affected that. So let's talk about some of your partners. You, obviously, we just talked about NorCal and SoCal, but then we'll go into you know the, the fact that your state is huge. It's the third largest state in the country, and Southern California is a far dis- different landscape than Northern California. Yeah, it's been, um, and I'll, I'll jump right in on it. You touch, touching on the Nor- Nor- NorCal and SoCal League. So those are, are both interschol- interscholastic cycling leagues, so high school cycling leagues. And they have been with us uh, from uh, nearly from the beginning. Um, and they're such a, I think, a great and important uh, voice in California. It really is the, you know, both of those leagues and the work that those leagues are doing, they really are, um, you know, the, serving as this, activating this next generation of leadership in the industry, in advocacy itself, and, you know, just in, in terms of citizenship across the state here. So, I can't commend their work uh, enough. I'm actually really excited. This is a you know, kind of a, a an announcement we can we can make here is that we're actually launching in January a teen ambassador program. 
that uh, in partnership with the NorCal and SoCal League, we're actually going to be engaging six to eight uh, junior and senior riders. So about four riders from each league and, get, and making them badge ambassadors uh, for CMTB and getting them involved in our, our advocacy work in the state, getting them involved. So meeting with legislators and talking with them um, and bringing them into the conversation, meeting uh, and introducing them and meeting, um, having them meet with us during our meetings with the, the agencies like the U.S. Forest Service and state parks having them out and participating in some of the trail days with our, the rest of our partner organizations. So that we, we're really excited about that. It's a, it's going to be a, it's a cohort based model. Um, so we'll have again, eight, eight juniors and seniors. Uh, it'll kick off in January. We'll run through the second half of the school year and the, then culminate with an event that we host at uh, sea otter classic and in, in partnership or in conjunction with one of our industry partners where they'll actually have an opportunity to speak, right. To, to talk about what they've learned, to talk about why cycling and trails and, and the like are important to them and, uh, and really be a, a, a important voice in uh, representation of this next generation of leaders. So really excited about that. And you mentioned, you noted the, the state here is massive. I actually just got back on a, from a tour, a SoCal tour. Um, I was gone for about two and a half weeks and I had the pleasure, usually once a year, I try and get together with all of our in person with all of our 30 organizations and, and leaders of our organizations just to take a to, you know my, keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening in california it's massive <laughs> like for me i'm in oakland for me to drive all the way uh, down to san diego it's like a i think no traffic it's a, a you know a 10 to 11 hour pull for me to get all the way down there and then if i want to hit the northern california border you know, it's another six to seven hours up there. So it's huge. Like, so we've got a lot of ground to cover and we've identified actually 87, I think it's 87 or 90 now organizations in California that are, are doing what our 30, the 30 folks that we're currently engaged are doing. So again, building, maintaining trails, uh, running membership organizations and getting their, their communities involved in some of these volunteer trail days and the like. Uh, yeah, this this SoCal tour was a was a real treat. I mean, I, we I got to go. Um, I was vi- visiting San Diego Mountain Bike Association. I know you talked to to Susie from STMBA. I, I got to actually attend their their uh, Laguna Trail Fest and got to catch up with them. We've got folks in Orange County, two organizations there that have been around for for quite a while, or one that's been around for quite a while, and a, and a newer one that are teaming up on some great projects in the Orange County area. We've got folks in uh, Santa Barbara, um, Slow, LA and LA County, all uh, both on the coastal side and on the inland side as well, and um, and moving up into Monterey and into Northern California. We've got great representation now. We've spent quite a bit of time this last summer uh, reaching out to organizations in the uh, Sierras, both the Northern, Central, and Southern Sierras. So we're filling in that um, that gap on the map as well. So really excited to have those organizations involved. Tahoe Area Mountain Bike Association, the Truckee Dirt Union, Fat Track, which is out of the Sacramento area. We've also got the Amador Trail Stewardship Organization, uh, which is a brand new uh, org, just just launched this year, just getting going. Bear Valley Trail Stewardship as well. And then most recently, we added some folks up in, in the upstate area. So we've got, we brought on the Reading Trail Alliance, 
out of Reading. I was just up and visiting with them last week as well, checking out some of their trails and their projects. They do some amazing work with the BLM. And yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I do want to, you know, what's important to note and to distinguish between the work that CMTV is, like what our organization is and what our trail partners are, is, you know, are the organizations that are participating in CMTV are the folks that, you know, shovels and boots on the ground. They're the folks that are that are out there working on trails, um, you know, on, and creating new, bringing new projects to life, maintaining existing trails, and working with the local uh, agencies and local uh, landowners in those regions to, you know, to support the trail systems there for the riding community. We're not a trail building organization, though we do work with the, you know, really closely with them. Uh, I think our, and that's really a, a piece of, I think that the thing that sort of distinguishes us and really complements uh, why we uh, complement each other's work. We can really maintain the focus at the state level on, on some of this legislative work can help maintain the focus with some of the the leadership of some of these larger agencies to complement the on the ground efforts that our members are taking. Yeah, and it's often been said and while while trail building is a is a difficult activity, it's often been said that some of the most difficult work is actually getting to the point of actual building and you know, that can take years. And that's stuff that a lot of people don't have patience for. It is. It's it's really challenging and and I you know Again, I think really one of our greatest resources, like the sort of greatest assets of this coalition is its members, like is the, the, um, the knowledge that is, that sort of resides in this community and these leaders. You know, there are, as I mentioned, there's an organization, Amador Trail Stewardship, just got off the ground, just got its 501c3 status, right? It's in, uh, it just hosted its first trail event uh, this past summer volunteer trail event on forest service lands it's in talks with the forest service about a, an agreement like a, a a volunteer agreement and we've got other organizations that have been doing this for you know decades like 30 40 plus years in some of these organizations and i think that's like one of the things and, and this is sort of really speaks to to my background and why i really enjoy this work is you know what we're also providing, in addition to the work that we're doing with land managers, in addition to this sort of state level work on in the political space, is we're also creating a space for these leaders to come together and share knowledge, right? If somebody is uh, like our amateur trail stewardship folks are like, hey guys, I, I need a I need to get some insurance in place for our organization, so our, for our volunteer trail days. There are 29 other organizations that are out there that have uh, have you know some some good examples to draw on, um, so that they don't have to start from zero. And those types, really, that's something we're prioritizing certainly for 2023, is really creating the avenues and opportunities for this knowledge share, creating a a set of resources that live in the background that are uh, that leaders from our member organizations can access to help further their work, to help grow their work. You know, I think a biggest uh, one of the biggest challenges that uh, a lot of our organizations face is, is recruiting leadership. Right? You know, you have this really spirited group of folks that starts an organization. They're super jazz, and you know, as time goes on, you know, someone needs to cycle off, and they need to cu- uh, cultivate a, a new person to step up and inspire a, another person from their community to step up and take a leadership role. And, you know, that's a, an ongoing challenge for these organizations. Now, what better way to, to like 
you know, you don't have to necessarily to do that on your own. If you had five or six other leaders that were, you know, facing something similar, why not ask them? Why not put that question out to the group to say, how are you approaching your uh, board cultivation and, and management and leadership? And so, I, I don't know, I, you can probably hear it in my, my voice, but that's, uh, I, I think, in terms of opportunity for this community, in terms of really advancing our work, I see that as being a, uh, a, a key focal point for us. Like if we can, if this coalition, by way of its community, can foster healthy, thriving, resilient trail stewardship organizations, what we're able to do as a coalition will be exponentially greater. And so it's a, it really is a foundational piece of our work and something I'm you know, very passionate about and something that um, we're going to certainly commit a bunch of time and, and resources to, to help uh, cultivate that, that culture of that. Yeah. And one thing that really stuck out to me in talking to both Vernon Huffman and Susie, because they're both founding members of this. Yeah. Yep. When this got started, they were super intentional about having weekly meetings. And I think that speaks to the commitment that the people who were really behind this, how, how committed they were, because I think a lot of organizations are so stuck in what they have going on in front of them. And obviously everyone's super busy, but to set aside a time every single week to see yeah. this thing take off is huge. It is. And I really have to commend the, the board and they still, to this day, like we, there was five founding board members, Susie being one, Susie Murphy from San Diego Mountain Bike Association, um, Vernon Huffman from uh, Access for Bikes, Matthew Blaine from SF Urban Riders, um, Steve Messer from Corva out of the LA County area, and and Jake Bayless, uh, the the president, who was formerly with uh, Redwood Empire, Empire Mountain Bike Association. Those five founding board members. The work that they put in to get this, to want to, to recruit the, some of the early participating organizations to get the founding documents together, really define what it is that the, uh, the work itself that we were going to do, commendable. And they continued to meet even after hours hired in, ju- in July of 2020, continued to meet on a weekly basis to further and advance this work. No one person, I mean, we, this is a we pretty ambitious goals, right? Uh, there's a lot, to, there's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot of opportunity and uh, there's no shortage of uh, the, the to-do list is as long as it is within most organizations, uh, advocacy organizations, and they remain committed to it. They, you know, with each week got together. One of the things that we've been able to do, you know, over the, really in this last year, and this is just a communicates the evolution of our own organization is we've, we've brought in some new leaders. And we've actually, as the work itself has been further defined in the political space and in the land management space and in the sort of member support and services space, we've actually gone to more of a, a to committee and working group type of initiative. So the work has, be, has been more focused. What that allows us to do is those, those same leaders are still involved in the overall picture of the organization, but they're also being activated. They're activating the things that they are most passionate about and uh, that ties into their work the most. And so I think it's a really important uh, just note for organizations as they are, as they are maturing, right? You know, where you, where you start and where you end are going to be likely very different places. And most importantly, we, we 
as a coalition. And, and one thing we are really trying to stress to our, our member organizations as well is moving from a reactive state to an intentional state and making that a goal of your organization, making that a goal of your board to move from addressing, uh, only, you know, addressing fires as they come up to, to setting some time aside in your day, to, into, into your year, to plan for the, the next year and create a roadmap for that. And that's not to say that I mean, fires are always going to happen, right? Like you're, it's inevitable. But if you, I just feel like you're, you're better able to respond to those in a, uh, in, in a more con- constructive way if you've got a good foundation and a good re- plan and roadmap ahead of you. So we're really trying to instill that um, in our organization culturally and in the member organizations themselves. But man, that's a journey, right? This is a, it's, it, it, it takes practice. It takes, um, of really, really putting a stake in the ground to say, this is something that we're going to prioritize in the coming year and, and have that be a regular reminder, you know, by in, in the course of your meetings and the course of your planning and the like. So let's move on to some of your, uh, we're going to call it industry or community partners, you know, in terms of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who's really supporting you outside of the, the member and trail organizations? Cause I see nobody else is going to see this because I don't release video. You're wearing uh, yeah. a Canyon hat right now. And Canyon uh-huh, is one yeah, of your yeah. uh, one of your supporters at the highest level, I believe. Yeah, yeah. You know, but let's talk about the industry people that have really thought this was a really good idea to keep moving forward. Yeah, man. We've uh, we've been really blessed and um, feel really fortunate with the folks who have who we've found and had supported us early on and have, you know, continued to cultivate. Um I I do really think and you know, again, kind of back up from my background of really sort of leading this type of work within the industry, it's, uh, I do see our industry partners as such a critical component to this and cycling, uh, the, this, the cycling industry in particular is one that we have been really working to cultivate. We started though, one of our first, uh, supporters was the Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. They were one of our early sort of uh, early supporters of CMTB. Um, they got it. They understood, they sort of, you know, understood the significance and the importance of what we were trying to do and trusted us, right? Made some some early, gave some early financial support, and it has really grown that over the course of the past uh, three years. We actually at Sea Otter this past year participated. We were one of the beneficiaries of their annual bike giveaway that they do. A custom, it was like a custom titanium bike that Paul Components helped put together. It was an amazing, beautiful bike, and so they helped us. Um, named us as a partner in that and then all the funds that were raised uh went to support cmtb's work here in california so amazing partners yeah you mentioned canyon as well also at sea otter last year we did a, we had a great lead up to uh sea otter where we involve involve some of our uh, trail partner organizations the canyon <laughs> demo team brought out their both their gravel and their mtb lineup and went to location to location and we had our some of our local trail partners also participate in that as well to kind of get, help get the word out locally and help drive membership and contributions while also supporting CMTB and the work that we're doing at the state level. So we had some some great partnerships there. E13 was also another early su- supporter this past year. They ended up doing a, a commitment, they committed 5% of sales during the holidays to uh, CMTB and were able to raise 
uh, I think $8,500 in for funding for trail projects. Uh, we hosted actually our first event. Uh, it was a trail event that we hosted with our partners called the Dig Ride Connect and uh, with TAMBA, Tahoe Area Mountain Bike Association. And we brought out a bunch of our of the seem to be the leaders from the uh, trail partner community out to work on a new piece of trail in on the west shore of Lake Tahoe. So, and that was all funded uh, in you know with the support from E13 and the uh, consumers who the riders out there who who purchased those products. So we're actually going to be doing something similar with them again this year. And it's also I think that for me is a, a really interesting play, space and place for us to to play in empower like empowering riders empowering citizens to vote with their dollars um, and say support we support we support companies who support advocacy and that's a that's a i think a really important message to get across here and so that yeah e13 has been a a great partner for us this year we actually just launched our um uh, a partnership with sram um, which is a, a a big you know a big partner for us and something we're really interested Really excited to see that come to life in the coming year. They're one in particular that I I, th- I I could see us building some really interesting activations at Sea Otter, and uh, and also being an important you know kind of indication to the rest of the industry that this is a this is seem to be the 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 community that's here that's that's coalesced here is one worth supporting. And so it, at Sea Otter Classic, we're you know looking at uh, ways to activate our teen ambassadors and to kind of get them involved in the in the events there by way of um, you know our partnership with West Ram. Where this goes, you know, I think um there's some I, I really see some really interesting opportunity where industry, where nonprofits and the and particularly the trail partners and and the like and citizens like riders can come together and be bringing, you know, be communicating the significance, the importance of of trails to elected officials, communicating the importance of trails to agencies, and um, and I think that the you know that sort of uh, that trifecta is going to be a really powerful one uh, for us, and, and, and something I'm really excited to 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 build on in the coming year. Yeah, and that is it's interesting to see finally, and I've been a mountain biker well forever. It seems like since the early '90s, you know, and so I've been been around for quite a while and -hmm. it's interesting to see the tides shift towards companies starting to really support trails and trail trail initiatives not just building but also advocacy and you know it's it's interesting so an interview that's going to come out before this interview is actually going to come out it's with an organization that's benefiting from SRAM in in the upper peninsula of Michigan the Copper Arbor Trails Club and SRAM just inked a huge deal with them you know, mm-hmm. to the tune of 500,000 a year matching grants for five years. It's, you know, $2.5 million. If, if Copper Harbor Trails Club is able to come up with $2.5 million on their own too, right? Projects, right, right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's awesome to hear, you know, that SRAM is doing that with you as well and or with CAMTB yeah. and that more companies, I mean, Santa Cruz Bike Company is another company that's really put a lot into the, into the right. industry as a whole, you know, but to see more of these companies kind of, you know, really start funding this stuff because trails do equal sales. I mean, let's face That's it. That's right? true. Yeah. And I also think it's important to note too, there's like, I can understand that an industry, like the industry's perspective of like, where's this money going? Right. Like sometimes some of this work is just, it's, it happens in the background. It's like, it's hard to, 
it sometimes even communicate the what it is, right? And it doesn't sort of always translate to a one to one dollar sort of investment to output. And so, you know, a lot of our our industry partners or and, and the folks who have been at this for a while recognize that. And so what we try and do is really build an opportunity that kind of like is it's a mutually beneficial. Like I want to create opportunities for our industry partners to showcase their commitment, right, to the work that we're doing and to to give them the sort of necessary applause and um and recognition for that support and also sort of blending that with some of the work in the that happens behind the scenes the support for work that happens behind the scenes and that to me is like our best of both worlds like we need to ultimately like there's some <laughs> meeting with legislators is not uh you know not as attractive as uh for some is as uh as is like opening a new trail but it's arguably as important and uh and so you know we're looking for partners that recognize that and and i'm i love working with them on like trying to come up with some creative ways to support that one partner i want to mention in particular uh we actually this is a really interesting um approach marin bikes actually our, our our board president jake was on twitter and he noticed that Marin Bikes actually posted up, hey, we're, we're actually selling our trusted demo van, right? And they said, we're going we're gonna to put this up on the market. So if you're interested, make an offer. <laughs> Jake reached out and said, uh, what would you say to uh, donating this van, your van, the Marin Bikes van, the demo van to seem to be uh, so that we can you know, go and visit with our partners, that we can make the treks up to Sacramento? And they went for it. Uh, I got to c- commend uh, Chris Holmes with the we're in bikes and their team there, they, they, they went for, it. they supported it. And that van, like a simple repurpose of a resource, uh, not a source to plowshares uh, by any means, but like, you know, a really creative way to just say, Hey, here's a resource that would be beneficial to you. And that, you know, that has fueled our, my travel all the way, all over California this past year, I think probably put close to 18 or 19,000 miles traveling back and forth from Sacramento, getting together with our partners uh, and the like. And so, you know, I just want to sort of put that out there, plant that seed for our, for if industry is listening, you know, we're, we and, and our organizations like across the, the other state organizations, it's a creative bunch. And, um, and I think that there's, yeah, fi- absolutely. Financial support is critical. It is essential. But so also are, um, you know, there's other ways to engage and in creative repurposing of resources, promotional support, helping grow the the list and the audience of our, of the CMTB, you know, riders here in California, helping support that almost maybe more, you know, more important. It's a, for us to be successful, for us to really move the needle, um, we are going to need the citizens to engage on this. And so we, we need to be building awareness. We, we need to be, be building the community and the audience for this work. Yeah. And then you have, uh, we're going to say non-endemic partners such as Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada Brewing. Like, are they, do That's they right. sell and brew more beer than Anheuser-Busch? Because <laughs> they seem to be involved with almost every a- avenue of outdoor recreation in general. I mean, not just mountain biking, but they're, you know, they're sponsoring a lot of ski tours and films and, yeah. and, and athletes and skiing. And a lot of the stuff, a lot of the other stuff that I follow outside of mountain biking, their name is on. Yeah. Well, and I have to, um, we've, uh, I just, you know, give a lot of credit to John Paradine and his team at Sierra Nevada Brewing. 
they are have just been an amazing group of folks to work with. And you know, I think at the end of the day, and and not and and like you noted, supporting more than CMTB. Like they, I see them uh, everywhere and in supporting like the things that I uh, want to support as just as an individual, not even a CTB. And so, yeah, I, I really commend them for, for their commitment to it and their like willingness to say, not be terribly prescriptive. You know, we work with them and say, okay, these are the things that we're, we're we could really use your support on. And they, they let us get to it. And I, I think that that's, um, you know, um, it's something that, we, as an organization and as executive director, I really want to sort of live, make sure we fulfill those commitments. But they also do a, they do a great job of just saying of saying here's the support and kind of uh, and leaving us to to decide where the most important and critical areas to direct that support to. So they've been with us, uh, you know, these past two years. We've hosted a couple of of events. Again, we were part of that uh, bike giveaway, the annual bike giveaway that they do it uh, around Sea Otter, and got to and we're able to participate in, in down in that area. So we're big fans of that crew, and uh, again, really commend John and his team, um, Molly and Paul, and that whole crew for for really trust trusting us and the leadership of this organization and the board and the community to put those those resources to good use. Staying on the funding avenue. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a year-end funding kind of campaign that you're doing right now that you can talk about, you know, before, because this will this show will come out in mid-December, so it'll be before the end of the year. Perfect. Yeah. So, you know, as a, um, we are a, um, a, a nonprofit organization, so we do, uh, you know, funding for this organization comes across in, in really three main ways. One, we have our, our uh, corporate partners that we work with and um, that do, a, you know, big lift for us to help underwrite some of our activities for the organization. We have our individual supporters um, as well. And that's a, a growing community of, of individuals who recognize the importance of this state-level work and are willing to support some of those efforts and initiatives. So yeah, I mean, we are doing a, a year-end campaign through the end of the year, looking to raise $25,000 to help um, underwrite our our work in particular the the work that we're doing on the the legislative front this you know for us to to do the scan on all the upcoming all the legislation that gets put forward to identifying a slate to doing some of the outreach and advocacy work um, with our member organizations to advance some of these these pieces of legislation so there's a yeah we have a donate uh, we can if we can do one time we can do reoccurring commitments as well and you know i think for for us it's it's there's uh similar to our you know the arrangements that we do with our corporate partners there's also ways to direct funding to particular projects so if you're you know interested in supporting the teen ambassador program and and like kind of helping direct the funding towards next generation of leadership in this space we've got a program for it if you're interested in supporting our, you know, work with land managers and the, the work that's being done with the U.S. Forest Service or the California State Parks or, you know, in time, the BLM and CAL FIRE, we've got an avenue to, to direct that funding and can, can provide some great stories and, and narrative to and progress um, with those uh, agencies as well to, to report on. Um, we've got some, some, again, some also some work that's Really, I, I'd call this more in the the impact space, but like helping to support these the uh, the the growth and development of these organizations, right? These sort of vital 
uh, components to local trail systems and networks, our, our trail partners. There's ways to you know activate funding in there. That all said, I do want to encourage everybody, most importantly, anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you don't know who your local trail organization is, if you live in California, if you live anywhere, please look them up. Like they're there. Those organizations are there. And in terms of where to direct funding and support first, that's my vote. Put your put your put your dollars to work in your backyard. And then, you know, if there's a space to to support and to take additional to direct additional support, absolutely look to those state organizations to to fund it. These two two approaches, the state and local engagement, is such a I think an important component to this. And so if the means are there, if the you know the resources are there to activate support for that, again, start with your local move to your state. And then if you want to go even bigger to that, there's also national uh, efforts that are undergoing, uh, you know, underway as well. And that's a very good, especially as we close out this, the year, a really good reminder to everybody, you know, to really support. We take, I think a lot of people, I mean, not everybody, but some people take some of this for granted, you know, like they don't even know how trails happen. They just fall out of the sky. Right. Yeah. Well, and Hey, I'm guilty of it. Right. Like, when I when my friend gave me that uh, mountain bike uh, in Colorado, I, I didn't know who was taking care of those trails, and I didn't even you know I was just focused on 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 getting after it. And uh, you know, it took really me being introduced to the leaders in this space to like re- to really recognize the significance of it. It's why I'm a, a you know when you ask me, do we have an end of your campaign? It's why I say start first with your locals, uh, with your local crew, because they. They're the ones that are on the ground doing the work. The work that we're doing at the state level, absolutely critical, essential stuff. But um, we've got to we've got to keep the the funding and resources flowing into these organizations so that uh, the work at, that we're doing at the state level can be supported by their participation here. So that's my my message to everyone. When you get some some downtime during the holidays here, take ten minutes, take fifteen minutes, do that search if you haven't already. Find that organization. And start small and build on it over, you know, over time. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, you know, you started this out as coming from Georgia and that's, yeah. a, that's located in a region that I arguably think is the hotbed of super organized regional mountain bike specific trail stuff with Sorba and all of their partners. I mean, that's, they're huge in terms of what they've been able to accomplish. Yeah, I forget what their their you know the organizations that they're up to now. Maybe is it fifty or sixty? It's uh, a lot. It's multiple if I'm states. It wrong, so. Yeah, but it's huge. Like, and you know, I think that's. Uh, I feel really fortunate to have been connected uh, with the with the other state organizations. You know, because we are a little, it, we're each a little bit different, like in our approaches, and that's true. Even like when you get to the local level in California, like how different organizations are going about their their work. And what they're prioritizing that's true at the state level too you know how what evergreen is working on in washington versus um you know what terry is bringing to life down at uh, sorba there is uh, a lot of uh, similarities or they're operating in similar spaces but you know they might be doing it a little bit different and so it's been really valuable for me to you know get gain the perspective and and to see how other, how, how folks are doing it elsewhere say from a state perspective um, to bring some of that to life, you know, for for us, uh, the political action piece was 
was a, a, a critical component. It's like one of the areas that we wanted to get moving first after getting the organizations together. And some of the some of the other state level organizations don't just by way of their mission and such don't really sort of have that uh, element or as 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 big of an element incorporated in their day to day. So it was just a good learning experience. Like, oh wow, this is a this is a little bit different um, than is happening elsewhere. But, but I you know I I still believe, and this is also a message I I preach, if you will, to our trail stewardship community. You know, despite that, despite those differences, there's still so much to be learned, right? So much to be uh, perspective to be garnered from these uh, from these different approaches, and something that's working, you know, uh, something that's working well, and say the BLM might be uh, something to to consider for an organization that's that's partnering with the U.S. Forest Service. We should be looking to looking elsewhere, looking outside of our communities, looking outside of the the models that we are currently operating in for these are interesting and innovative solutions. Before we wrap this up, I yep. like to ask most of my guests, not all of my guests, but most of my guests, what makes a great mountain bike community for you personally? This is, you know, uh, this is your own personal thing. For me, yeah. as in anybody that's listening to this podcast for more than two episodes, they know that a community has to have a good wood-fired pizza restaurant. <laughs> you know, but it could be anything. A lot of the answers yeah. have been turning towards, you know, a good mountain bike community is that it actually is just a good community and it's inclusive. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think for, uh, for me, I, I kind of, I point back to the people and that's probably, uh, you know, as, as the word might suggest, it's the cast of characters, right? The, we have two representatives from each organization that sit on an advisory council and just the 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 variety um, that in uh, the sort of just different types of personalities and such and that that I uh, have had the pleasure to work with in uh, over these past two years it really is the for me the the most enjoyable part there's all there's like so many different ways to do this right there's the there's the firecrackers there's the uh, the 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 thoughtful quiet uh, pensive types there's you know, it takes it takes all types and walks, and um, you know, for these these local communities, I, I really think that like you know, there's always there's the trail guru, there's the 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 diplomat, there's the the person that bangs the drum and rallies everybody and gets them out for these events and really makes them feel part of you know people participating in this as part of the community. And, you know, I think it at the end of the day, I think it just takes the the communities that do it well sort of have all of those, uh, an element of all of that incorporated into their organizations, into their communities. And, and it really is something that make, makes when I go to uh, them and I've, you know, you know, now been to most, I think all of our organizations this year, it really is the thing I enjoy the most. I'm just like, who am I going to meet? And uh, right. Like to, to see that. And gosh, man, uh, I just love it all. I, I do really love the people. And that's really what it comes down to for me. I know that, you know, these are mountain biking organizations. The so trails are an important component and the riding has got to be good and all that sort of stuff. But really the, I don't know, the salt of the earth, the, the real flavor comes from the people from my perspective. Well, that's a perfect way to close this one out. So Michael, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day and sitting down to record with me and we can share this, this with the math, masses and the stuff that you have learned through your yeah. involvement and people take a lot from this. So thank you very much. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, I really appreciate you reaching out and connecting with us. And uh, yeah, for anybody else that's interested in learning more about CMTB and our work, check us out at camtb.org. 
Um, we've got uh, you know some great stuff on the, um, coming up with uh, with our teen ambassador program, with our end of year giving campaign. So if you're in California, if you ride bikes in California, you want to support trails at the state level, this is a great place to to um, lend that support. But also, again, uh, really encourage everybody to find that local trail org and take the first step in in engaging. Wow, that's a perfect way to close this one out. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Links for the various topics discussed on the show can be found in the show notes. If you like what you've heard, please take the time to share these shows with others. Sharing these shows will help create awareness of both the guests who have taken the time to be on the show and the podcast series itself. Also, if you're new to the Trail Effect podcast, check out our ever-expanding library of episodes. Please don't forget to leave a rating and review, as this is one of the best ways to show your support for the Trail Effect podcast. I'd also like to thank all of the listeners who have signed up to be supporters of Trail Effect through Patreon. These actions mean a lot to me. With that, the value for value concept is something that has caught my attention. If you find value in the Trail Effect podcast, you now have a way to provide value for that value via Patreon for Trail Effect. This podcast has been edited and produced by Evolution Trail Services. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. If you have ideas on future communities or people to feature in Trail Effect, please don't hesitate to reach out by emailing evolutiontrails at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.